Hi, and welcome to White Girl Haunted. I'm Christina. And I'm Bex. And you are listening to a podcast um, about two incredibly atypical basic white girls who also love true crime and the paranormal. Uh, Please be sure to follow us on our social media platforms. We'll post pictures and links uh, about the stories that we talk about on our um, on the podcast. I'm fucking this up so bad. So you can follow along as we go. through. (laughs) I can't I just I'm not going to read. We're going to leave. Okay. so our Instagram and Facebook is at white girl haunted and our Twitter is WG haunted. So as you can tell, we have um, started a new intro. And we're going to change up the format a little bit as well. So instead of doing our, our usual chatter at the top, we're going to do it mid midway through after um, the first story and before the second story. So I'm going to go first. And Bex, I'm going to do an unsolved murder, a, lo- a local unsolved murder of um, Kathleen McVicker. Oh, wow. Yeah. So (laughs) from the top, I got all of my information from our Lord and Savior Wikipedia, uh, Stats Canada, CTV Ottawa, CTV Toronto, the Cape Breton Post. And this was an article written by Sharon Montgomery Dupe. And I also got a little bit of information from Inquini, um, even though I'm reluctant to give them any credit because... They didn't give me any information. Okay, so I'm going to give you a background on Trenton. This took place in Trenton, Ontario, which is a small town near us. And Trenton is a, a quite a small town in Ontario. It has a population of approximately 22,000. And this was back in 2000, in and around when this murder took place. Trenton now is kind of a wasteland, but... Prior to this, it has a rich history. So it is the opening of the Trent Severn Waterway, which travels all the way through to Georgian Bay on Lake Huron. Um, in the 20th, early 20th century, we were booming. Shit was cracking. We had it on lock. Now, uh, like I say, it's a devastating wasteland. So during World War One, there was a huge plant in Trenton that was built, and it was responsible for making ammunition, which was a great um, economy boost at that time. Uh, unfortunately, right before the World War ended, an explosion leveled the plant. So it was fun times. Trenton also, back in the earliest, early, earliest, X, earliest is a word. Yeah, that's so a word, know. yeah. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, it's like 9 a.m. I've barely had a coffee. It's an early recording. In the early 20th century as well, uh, we were known as Hollywood North. And that's because we had a film studio and a film plant here. Uh, However, when they started inventing the talkies and 16 millimeter film came into play, uh, we just couldn't keep up. And so that plant closed in 34. In and around that same time, though, we were lucky enough to have the RCAF station Trenton built. Uh, It's now known as CFB Trenton. So if you are Uh, not Canadian, or you're just not familiar with the military in Canada, CFB would be Canadian Forces Base. And this began construction in 1929. And if our history buffs are out there, 29 is the beginning of the Great Depression. So the fact that this was being built and um, expanded at that time, it really helped Trenton move through the Great Depression. Um, And just as a fun fact, Trenton is perpetually known as the Great Depression locally. Zing! So CFB Trenton, I give you this history because it is um, a character in this unsolved crime. Uh, It's the largest airbase in Canada. It's home to numerous squadrons. It has a significant presence in Trenton and it employs over 30,000 people, 3,000 people um, locally. So it it really is a big part of the community. It's probably the best thing about Trenton, besides UBEX. Um, CFB is also presently home to Canadians who have been brought back, brought back from around the world during this COVID-19 crisis. So we're seeing a lot of people there who, um, are being quarantined. So they do a lot of great stuff for the community. It also takes up a significant amount of space. Um, okay, so let's get into this murder. So Kathleen McVicker, she was 19 in um, June of 2001, and she was from Nova Scotia, so she's a native Nova Scotian, and she was visiting her aunt and uncle in Ontario who lived on base. Um, so she was staying there, and the, the place where they were living, it was called Middleton Park, which is sort of like a residential area, 
on the base. So there's recreation facilities, schools, and little house, houses there for, for those folks. Um, on the night of June 13th, 2001, Kathleen was visiting a friend locally and she left on foot to walk back to where she was staying with her aunt and uncle in Middleton Park. So she was last seen that night leaving the friend's house. Again, it was June 13th, 2001. Uh, nobody saw her for two days. And then on June 15th, 2001, she was found on CFB Trenton. Um, she unfortunately had been stabbed multiple times and she had been sexually assaulted. Uh, there is now a small unofficial memorial for where she was found. Um, and we'll post that to our social media. We'll also also post a map and some pictures of Kathleen. Um, and so, like I say, she'd been sexually assaulted and stabbed. And police, at, at least at that time, um, believed her killer was in his mid to late 20s, uh, believed that he was angry, volatile, he was likely armed, and likely didn't know McVicker. So they didn't think that it was that kind of personal crime that, that he would know her. Um, so the piece of shit that killed her would be in his late forties right now. Um, he's likely a degenerate and I pray if he's still alive, that COVID-19 takes him out painfully, slowly and alone. So as of 2016, um, there is a $75,000 reward presently available, uh, leading to the arrest and conviction of the murderers. So, um, um, sorry, let me, I lost my spot. I did do some digging online, so I put a call in to OPP. I haven't got a call back. Obviously, they've got lots of other stuff going on right now um, just to get any other information because a lot of the stories that I looked up, they just sort of repeated everything. So it's it's clear that they just kind of repeat the same few sentences. So there's not a great amount of information about Kathleen herself. There is a story, like I say, from the Cape Breton Post by Sharon Montgomery Dupe or Dupe. Um, where she talks to her mom, Colleen, and her mom just says, like, you know, she was a really sweet girl, and um, she talks about, you know, remembering that she would come up from behind her when she was little and put her little hands on her shoulders, and um, I also joined some Facebook groups, like, in memoriam groups for Kathleen, um, and again, it's similar kind of stuff. There wasn't a lot of people who knew her directly. It seems like these groups are, are people locally in Trenton who started them, who would have been like adjacent to the murder. So, and obviously that impacted them because there was a murder in, you know, your town, um, but they didn't really know her. So um, the group, what they say is that she was very nice. She was very kind, um, but not a lot of other info is known about her, unfortunately. And I would like to know you know, who she was, what did she like, you know, what was she doing here? Apparently she was living with her aunt and uncle and working in Belleville. So I don't know if she was trying to start a life in Ontario or, or what. Um, she would be 38 today. Um, and so if you do the math, she's now been gone the same amount of time that she was alive. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, there's been no movement on the case. I haven't heard anything in the news. Um, it is one of two unsolved murders in this area. So if something were to happen in the case, I feel like it would be pretty big, pretty big news at this point. So if you know anything, um, please contact the director of the criminal investigations branch in Ontario, um, the OPP, and the number is 1-888-310-1122, or you can call Crime Stoppers, of course. So the only thing I also want to say here about Inquini, which is a local newspaper, is like they really didn't post any information about who to call. Like if you knew something, because presuming this person still lives around here and he wasn't like you had said before, because just by the way, everybody, this is the third time we're recording this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, if he didn't live on base, right, and hasn't kind of moved around, um, you know, if he's in his 40s, he, he he's said something, you know, like he said something to somebody and put that information, even Crime Stoppers, like put that information at the end of your story as a like the last little sentence to say, hey, if you know anything, if you have a tip, call here and give it to them. So I just wish that they would have done that. Um, what else did I want to say about this? Oh, and the other thing is at the time, um, no, not at the time, about eight years later is when all that Russell Williams stuff hit. 
and so they opened the case back up and did a little bit more research when um, Russell Williams was arrested. So for those that don't know, Russell Williams was the base commander in Trenton, and he was uh, charged and later convicted of two murders, um, some sexual assaults, some break-and-enters, all of that just really good stuff for him. Um, and they thought that maybe he might have some kind of involvement. So he wasn't a uh, base commander at the time that she was murdered, but he was posted um, down east in Nova Scotia, I think, at a time. So he didn't. they didn't know if there was some kind of connection to him, but it doesn't appear that there was. So, yeah, so that's my story. That's the unsolved murder of, of Kathleen McVicker. Well, it's awesome. It's a, it's a good story to do to just remind people about, you know, the murder and what happened and then it's still unsolved and, yeah, you know, there's still a family out there that needs some closure. The one thing that, that I always wonder is because, because they can, they almost considered it like a military murder, right? Because it was practically on base property. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually when it's, you know, it's military, they're very tight lipped. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes me wonder if, you know, there's more information out there that just the military is keeping under wraps. Not that they've caught the the person or anything, because I, I think that would be, we would yeah. know that. But uh, it's just funny, the very, like, lack of information, um, even from, like, when it happened, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it wasn't even like it was really out there and in our faces and everything when it happened it just I mean it happened it was news there was information and then it just died off yeah there's like there's nothing that's Mm. yeah it's it's really sad and really unfortunate that there's not more because she was 19 she was just she was so young and I also feel really bad for her parents because you know, you send your young daughter off to Ontario and the worst possible scenario happens um, and you're not there, you know, yeah. like in a different province. So I, I did read in the article, the mom makes kind of a, a really unfortunate pilgrimage to Ontario every year on the anniversary of her death, just to be here and be close to her. And that must have felt really oh, just so awful, you know, like that, that's an understatement, obviously. Um, but to have that happen and you just not be there, like you already don't have control, but that just feels like even more less yeah. control. You know what I mean? Like just so awful, awful, probably, awful. Probably a lot of ga- ga- uh, game. Just, her mom's got a lot of game. <laughs> I meant to say like guilt and blame. Oh, yeah, totally. And, and I, I so there is like the, the memorial. So the memorial is uh, halfway kind of between military property and civilian property. So there's this strip of road that you that you kind of drive into Middleton Park. And yeah. that's what it is. But I don't think she was killed there because where they say they found her body is right at the line of the woods, kind of. So, and it's open there. So I don't know if, if that's where she was killed or if that's where she was dumped off or what but will you note that on the map that we post for people so they have that information like could you put like a little dot where the thing is because I couldn't okay cool thank you yeah I can do that that's interesting and it would be nice to know like do they think that that's where it happened or was that did it happen somewhere else and she was found there because yeah if, if it's a relatively open spot and you're telling me for two days that she yeah. like like sat there and nobody walked by nobody yeah that's a really which again like it, it in the reports that you read it doesn't say that she was I, I mean I don't think it's been a long time since I've read them but mm-hmm. does it doesn't say that she was murdered there or found there or or that she was murdered somewhere else and brought there so no. like, I, no. like I don't so. That's yeah, I've read like 600 things and none of it said that. Yeah. And, and normally it would say, um, dumped, dumped there or yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, if she was murdered there, was, was there any like tracks in the woods? Was there any broken, um, 
leaves and branches and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point. Maybe Carol Baskin did it. That fucking bitch. <laughs> I was trying to do a spit take. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, you were looking down and your fucking door just like creepily opened. So my cat came in. Oh, okay. We're good. <sighs> this house has been blessed, remember? Yeah, she came in. I left it open a little a little bit so that she didn't claw at the bottom of the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually just going to close it because my family are loud. Oh, I can't hear anything. I can. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> the fact that I can hear their annoying little voices in the background. The reason why I have the door closed and I have my my headphones in is so that I can't hear my my kid and my husband fighting with each other. <laughs> what are they fighting about? Bob the Builder? Well, or? They're not fighting right now, but they, they do fight a lot. Like, I thought it was supposed to be, like, moms and daughters that fight. Yeah. Um, but, and the, the saddest part is, is that I've turned into the, the reasonable one in this family. I'm never the reasonable one in anything. <laughs> but I'm the one that always has to break up their fights. Oh, buddy. Yeah, so I'll be like, Charlotte, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll look at Chris and say, and you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get Judge Judy on them and, like, but tell them how it is. Oh, I should have my, my degree in mediation. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, listen. Yeah. We are where we have two episodes left of the Tiger King. <gasps> Yes. And <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> there, nobody in this show should walk away. They should all be put in jail. <laughs> should walk away. Yeah, I mean, for their for their fashion alone, they should be in prison. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the headdress alone. Yeah, it's a very you, can't, you could not write this as characters. Because if you did, somebody would be like, oh, this is a little, you're putting a little bit too much on these characters. But they are genuinely, organically this uh, way. They are organically that horrible of human yeah, beings. So, so tell me where, if you're on, you have two episodes left, what's happened then in your last episode? Uh... Shoot. Uh, yeah, it was the Christmas episode. Christmas. So they, they did the, the parade. Um, Joe got remarried oh. to Dylan. Yes. Or not remarried. Well, yeah, remarried. Married, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Travis has bit the bullet, literally. Yeah. Yes. That was, uh, that was an interesting part of the, of the, of the show. Now, I knew it was coming because you and I had talked about it previously, but Chris did not. Oh. <clears throat> so. What was his I, reaction to that? Uh, pretty much the same as Buddy that was sitting in the chair. Yeah. The campaign manager. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I love spoilers because I do not like surprises at all. Okay. Um, so I'm totally cool with that. And I'll still watch something with spoilers. Like, I like to know what's happening. Yeah. And uh, Chris doesn't like spoilers, so I, I don't tell him anything. Oh, okay. So, um, so I mean, I knew it was coming, and Chris was just like, "Whoa, what the fuck? Did he just did he just kill himself?" It's like, "Yeah, dude, he shot himself in the head." And uh, I, I feel bad for that campaign manager because he was not expecting it. No, no, and and he's just sitting there talking to this guy who's complaining because uh, I think he said Travis came in and he was complaining about this and that and blah 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 yes. blah yeah and he's just sitting there listening to him and all of a sudden just boom in the flash I know I, my heart broke for him that was really the only real moment I think in that whole show and and you because 
I've, I've probably, I've watched it two or three times, the show. And that part, I'm just always like glued to his face and like him putting his hands up on yeah. his face because you really are seeing somebody get PTSD and how I, I, it's just, it's awful and fascinating at the same time to, to watch. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you think that he did it on purpose? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm mixed about it. I feel that he hadn't planned it for that moment, but I think that he was planning it and it oh. was just, he was just like, fuck it. Boom. I'm going to do uh, it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think he was on a, a downward spiral and, you know, there was one part in the episode where he said, this is my last smoke before I die. Uh, so. And, but I don't know when that was, if that was just editing though, if that, if that happened I mean, there. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, but I think that, yeah, I mean, we don't, cause we don't even know what they were really saying, um, because it was muted. Right. So we don't yeah. know what that we were, all we know is that, uh, the campaign manager, I can't remember his name. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, nice yeah. Guy. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he said, you know, like Travis came in and talking about how Travis would always point the guns at people and, um, yeah. He would wake him up and he'd be like, well, look, there's no, sorry, I don't know guns. What did he say? The Glock wasn't in there? Like something? Gruger? 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 Gruger something. Rugger? Something. Rugger. Something was not in there and the, and the gun won't go off without it. So, I mean. Right. Did he, he, if he played with guns that much, I feel like he had to know, he had to know if a gun was in working order or not. So, I mean, yeah, and it almost reminds me of 90210. Do you remember? Did you watch oh. the original 90210? Yes, of course I did. And uh, where the one guy finds the gun in his dad's office and he's playing with it and he shoots himself. So he's Brian Austin Green's best friend in the show. He's like a blonde uh, guy. Oh, Okay. So I was like, was this like a 90210 incident or was this a real legit? I know. Something in me says that he didn't do it on purpose, that it really was an accident. Because he, like you said, they they pointed guns at each other. I mean, they showed footage of them pointing guns at each other all the time or him mimicking pointing a gun at somebody, you know, like, so I, I don't know. It just seems that is next level to to go have a conversation with somebody and then right in front of them do it you know like it just yeah that not that that couldn't happen because it does i mean look at that famous guy who did it right and like at a press conference you know mm -hmm. um, so yeah jo um josh dial was his name joshua dial okay i knew it started with a j but there's so many j's in this show there's joe there's jeff there's josh yeah there's there's Jude. math yeah jeff yeah. 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 So, yeah, no, I mean, we've got two episodes left. Uh, it's a great show. What is, I mean, it's fantastic. Did they add the eighth episode? Not that I know of yet. I haven't went back and looked. Because um, I just started watching uh, How to Do a Drug Scandal or something like that. So I have to go back and see if they've added it. I'm, I'm going to see it online when they add it anyway. People will post about it. And then I wonder if that's actually true. Because it was that douche Jeff Lowe that said it. And then anytime I try and look up, um, uh, anytime I try and look up, uh oh, the uh, like director and stuff, um, they uh, they don't have like a social media presence. There's, a, there's not like an official Netflix saying they're going to release it. So I don't know if how accurate it actually is. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it is. Tomorrow is Good Friday. I do not have to work. So yeah. I'm staying up late past nine o'clock and watching those two episodes. Oh, shit, girl. Oh, yeah. Tonight's uh, like a party. Yes. And we're back. Back. Had to have a little breaky break there while Christina answered her door in a very socially distancey responsible way yes yes I did I made the person stand uh 15 feet away from me 
in um, what is happening right now in mid-April in the snow because it's snowing outside right now. Because the the 14 degrees that we had, <laughs> the, plus, the plus 14 degrees Celsius that we had yesterday yeah. was indicating snow today. Like, what? <laughs> Welcome to Canada. I looked outside and big old fat fluffy snow was happening. Somebody yeah. texted me too, by the way, today and said that Nova Scotia is expecting like speaking i mean nova scotia because kathleen mcvicker's from there um is expecting 25 centimeters today really yeah i don't know how accurate that is don't quote me on that i'm not susan hay the weather person but yeah that sucks because well i mean you know if you got to social distance yourself you might as well do it in 25 centimeters of snow i know i wish this happened through winter this would have been ideal Right? Guess, you would have I had to leave. Want to eat bats in the winter time? It's more of a spring dish. <laughs> well, no, because this happened in, like, I think it started in November, December in China. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when, in the winter is when everybody travels too, right? So they're taking it back and forth and everything. So, yeah, I think the first case on record was in January in the States. Wow. Yeah. So here we are. Well, COVID-19. COVID-2020. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just it's hope it's not like COVID-2022 or anything. Well, somebody in 18 months, this is supposed to be like this. Well, I, I don't think that we're going to have to social, isolate, like self-isolate or social distance for that long, I think. But I think it's certainly going to take a long time for things to get back to normal. Like, I think yeah. there's going to be a slow reintroduction of, of, uh, the way things were like, like, I don't think they're going to say one morning, okay, we're over. It's done. Everybody go back to the way you were. Like, I think it'll be, you know, the stores will be very slow and, um, you know, cause right now you have to stand outside in line and wait. And I know, like, I think it's going to take a bit to get back to the norm. Yeah. If people even remember what that is. Uh, I remember going to chapters by myself and wandering the bookstore by myself. <laughs> That's what, uh, yeah. Somebody, I will somebody, say, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say it, this, to have a silver lining to all of this, it has been the best Costco experience of my dang life because you, I had to wait 20 minutes, like two weeks ago, we had to go to Costco to get stuff. So you have to wait in line outside like you do every other place. Um, but once you got in, because they're only letting so many people in, right, at the same at the same yeah. time, it is the – you feel like you have it to yourself, Costco. There's no carts in your way. You can just kind of walk around. You can wander. It is not a, like, social anxiety nightmare. I should go to Costco. Now's just, the time. Now's the yeah. time. I mean, I have a I have a membership, yeah, that I pay for, uh, and I never use. I was gonna say you don't seem like a Costco, yeah. No, I I mean I love going there starting around September, oh, uh, especially because yeah the Christmas stuff and the wrapping paper. You buy a roll of their wrapping paper, and it lasts you twenty five years. I mean, my grandkids are gonna be using my wrapping paper. I'm, I'm still using my great grandma's roll right now yeah last forever i know i know the rolls of saran wrap we chris's grandfather oh, yeah. died in 2010 and we when he died like we all had to go and like we just took stuff right not took stuff but we cleaned out his apartment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um so we we took uh he had a roll of the saran wrap from costco yep and i ran out of that just before Christmas of 2019. And he died in 2010 and he had already been using it. That's legit. <laughs> like that is, yeah. yeah. They're huge. They're huge. Yeah. Huge. Huge. So, huge. So speaking yeah. of, of COVID-19, I'm going to go into my story. Okay. So mine was, it, it's not even really a story. It was kind of because... I'm morbid. 
I have to turn everything into a joke. So I am saying, why has nobody called China yet and asked if there's any COVID-19 zombies? That's right. Are they waking up as zombies? I mean, us people need to know that kind of information. Because if they're not, then this is not really... This is not really a, an apocalypse. What are, we, what are we even doing here? If this, That's like, right. We get down to breath tax. So I thought I would talk about zombies. Okay. Zombies are the bombies. I love zombies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking t-shirt that is. Zombies are the... Oh, I'm going to get a mug made. Okay. I know, I know my girl Sweet Sips will make me a mug that says zombies are the bombies. And have a bomb on it, but the bomb is a zombie head. Ah, oh. I don't know. I'm just spitballing off the dome, off the dome. Like it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, surprisingly, there is a lot of information about zombies out there. So, uh, mm. I tried to condense it as much as possible and just pull out the main 50 points from the 329 pages that I printed out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about the origin of zombies. Oh, wait. Yeah. I want to talk about where I got this information from first. Yeah. Okay. So they were actually pretty reputable websites. So they weren't just some fandom site. So uh, yeah. I got information from history.com. Okay. Um, an article by Maria Cohert. Uh, she has a PhD. Um, Kevin Murnane, uh, who also wrote an article, and he... Uh, I forgot to write down what his title was, but I believe that he had like a Bachelor of Science or PhD or something as well. Okay. And of course, Wikipedia. Because oh, Wikipedia knows God. everything. They do. <sighs> Give them five bucks. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So the origin of zombies. So the ancient Greeks uh, may have been the first civilization um, terrorized by a fear of the undead. Archaeologists have unearthed many and other heavy objects, assumedly to prevent the dead bodies from reanimating. But I think that, uh, from what I've read, the zombie folklore actually started in Haiti, uh, possibly around the 17th century. Um, There was something that I read, and I could not find it again, uh, that they actually first kind of popped up in around 1679 was the earliest reporting of anyone talking about a zombie or an undead. Yeah. Uh, But it kind of, it it kind of started with zombies and voodoo. So voodoo doctors would um, put a spell quote, end quote on, uh, (laughs) on bodies and uh, when I was reading this before I started, I had uh-huh. it all organized. Uh-huh. But now it's it's all it's all gone out of my head. So that's okay, buddy. <clears throat> so using herbs, shells, fish, animal parts, bones, and other objects to create con- concoctions, including zombie powders, um, which contained <laughs> tetrodoxidin, te- tetro. Dotoxin, a deadly neurotoxin found in pufferfish and some other marine species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they would carefully give sublethal doses, um, and it would give people zombie-like symptoms, such as difficulty walking, mental confusion, and respiratory problems, um, and high levels of the tetro- tetrodotoxin can lead to paralysis and coma. Um, so this would cause someone to appear dead and they'd be buried alive and then later they would revive themselves. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So um, according to uh, a more descriptive uh, of a zombie, I, I suck at this, Christina. No, you don't. Yes. Yes. So I'm so at all. <clears throat> okay. Let me say something. Don't say that about yourself. I'm gonna launch into a Disney movie motivational speech right now. Okay. So you're in the locker room. Things are going bad. We're in intermission. Just take a breather. Take a sip of your goddamn sparkly water. Okay. Have burp it out. 
reset yourself and fucking kill it. Okay, go out there. It's a miracle on ice. If this was a Disney movie, you would have sang all of that to me. I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't have. You would have sang it to me. Uh, yeah, let me just tune up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact that it's because this is the, the third time recording this. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I know, I know. Well, and it's like, did I read this? Did I say this? Mm-hmm. Where did I put that? I had yeah. it all organized. <laughs> I know. And so. then I feel silly for, I've left out some jokes that I had written in and then I, cause I feel silly saying it for the third time in a row, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it feels I, very, it feels odd. It doesn't feel organic. And then I have to do a fake laugh and I just, I'm not good at that. Yeah, you did great. You did oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're going to get casted in a lot of stuff. <sighs> I just have to figure out who's going to play me in the COVID-19 movie. I really hope it's Melissa McCarthy because I like her. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So zombie is a fictional undead being created through the reanimation of a corpse. Um, You usually find them in horror and fantasy uh, movies and books and video games. Um, Modern depiction of the reanimation of the dead do not necessarily involve magic like as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. but often invoke science fictional methods such as carriers, radiation, mental diseases, uh, vectors, pathogens, parasites, and scientific accidents. So I'm actually going to talk about, not right now, but a little bit later on, about um, the organism that they found that could potentially cause a zombie apocalypse. Ooh! Yes, 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 yes. So... Uh, so here's a chemical hypothesis. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> Wade Davis, he was a Harvard enthobotanist, enthobotan- presented a pharmaceutical case in 1983 article in the Journal of Ethnopharmacology, um, and later in two popular books, The Serpent and the Rainbow and Passage of Darkness. Um, so he traveled to, to Haiti in 1982 and did some investigations, and he claimed that a living person can be turned into a zombie by two special powers, powders, being introduced into the blood. <laughs> powers. <laughs> I have superpower. So they get introduced into the bloodstream. Um, the first is French soucoupe de poudre powder strike, includes the tetrodoxetin. Um, and, uh, we already talked about that. The second one consists of delirium drugs such as Datura. Do you know what that is at all? No. Okay. Well, I thought maybe in your addictions background, you might've heard of that, but. I- I'm not good at chemical names. I, okay. if you call it like acid, then I'm like, yes, very familiar. Otherwise. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So together, these powders were said to induce a death-like state in which the will of the victim would be entirely subjected to that of the boker. So a boker was like the voodoo doctor that we talked about a little bit earlier, that I talked about earlier. Oh, yep, yep. yep. Um, uh, so the most ethically questioned and least scientifically explored ingredient of the powders is part of a recently buried child's brain. So the process described by Davis was an initial state of death-like suspended animation followed by reawakening, typically after being buried, into a psychotic state. The psychosis induced by the drug and psychological trauma was hypothesized by Davis to reinforce culturally learned beliefs and to cause the individual to reconstruct their identity as that of a zombie since they knew that they were dead and had no other role to play in the society. So societal reinforcement of the beliefs was hypothesized by Davis to confirm for the zombie individual, the zombie state and such individuals were known to hang around in graveyards, exhibiting attitudes of low effect. So, so in 2014, researchers from the center Centre National de la Recherche Scientifique um, at a university in France dug a fascinating organism out of the Siberian permafrost 
a so-called giant virus about 30,000 years old, which they named Plithovirus Sibiricum. So, <clears throat> Wait, sorry, can I, can I just, they found a virus in the ice. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That was about 30,000 years old, too. That's so, yeah, I mean, so you think about, you know, like with COVID-19 and stuff, it's, even if it was frozen, like, would it actually die? Yeah. Right, because with this, they were able to um, reanimate it. Uh, well, they were able to reanimate amoebas with it, with this uh, um, the virus. virus. Yeah, and it's, and it's known as like um, uh, like a like a giant virus. Is that the term that they used? Uh, yeah, a giant virus. Um, they call it that way because though it's tiny, um, they're easily visible under the microscope. Um, but it, it's a DNA virus that contains a large number of genes, as many as 500. So um, it says this is in stark contrast to other DNA viruses, such as the human uh, uh, immunodeficiency virus, which is HIV, which only oh. contains about 12 genes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, so while it has not been tested on humans... So far, they have been able to reanimate amoebas with it, which I think amoebas are like the smallest um, organism. Are they the things that are, are they in the ocean? Or no? Or no, that's an anemones or something. Anemones? Yeah. Hi! This is what my father would say to me right now. Four years of university and you don't even know what an amoeba is. I don't know what that is. I know that it's an oddly misshaped thing and that they mention it in the movie Grease. <laughs> <laughs> so pop culturally, we're killing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, so let's talk about uh, the zombie apocalypse. Okay. So... Intimately tied to the concept of the modern zombie is a zombie apocalypse, uh, the breakdown of society as a result of an initial zombie outbreak that spreads. This archetype has emerged as a prolific subgenre of the apocalyptic fiction and has been portrayed in many zombie-related um, movies and books and video games. Um, so we know about, you know, like Dawn of the Dead and... Um, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, which was <laughs> one of my favorite movies. It's a classic. Um, there's also uh, Zombieland, which is quite awesome. Uh-huh. Um, which, and if there was ever, like, the World War Z zombies, I'd be fucked. Those are the fast ones, right? Yeah, those are the ones yeah. that run like a fucking motherfucker on, sp on like, speed and steroids. I would just, I just have to lay down and let them take me because. Oh, I'd be, yeah, I'd be like, okay, I'm not, yeah. like, yeah, running I'm... from you. I'm not going to run when it doesn't make sense. I'm not, there's nothing I'm going to get out of that. At least in, like, a normal zombie apocalypse, you have the, the, the possible option of outrunning a zombie and living. In World War Z situation, running is just going to get you out of breath. And that's not the last moment of my life. That's not what I want it to be, is me out of breath. Gasping for air. Yeah, I get that every day when I go up the stairs. I don't need that in my last leg. <laughs> you already know what that feels like. Yeah, I don't. That's not how I want to go out, man. <laughs> um, so basically, that's what a zombie apocalypse is. <clears throat> in uh, in government media, so this is a fun fun fact, especially with um, like CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, kind of being in the news right now with COVID-19. Mm -hmm. So on the 18th of May in 2011, they published a graphic novel uh, called Preparedness 101 Zombie Apocalypse. And uh, it can actually be found on, they created a, a link for that as well, like a website link. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just called the Zombie Preparedness website. So um, you can go on there and look. And I think that this graphic novel is on there. And it was, it, it provides tips to survive a zombie invasion 
Um, but it was supposed to be like a fun new way of teaching the importance of emergency preparedness. I'm not sure how well that has gone over <laughs> recently. Yeah, it kind of but they go on, the CDC goes on to summarize cultural differences to a zombie apocalypse. Um, it uses these to underscore the value of laying in water, food, medical supplies, and other necessities in pre preparation for any and all potential disasters. Um, whether they're hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, floods, or hordes of zombies. Mm -hmm. But it does not reference COVID-19, so maybe it will from now on. Okay. Um, and... As well, uh, in October of that same year, the Weather Channel in the United States published an article on how to weather the zombie apocalypse, which included a fictional interview with a director of research at the CDC. Um, questions answered include, how does the temperature affect zombies' abilities? And do they run faster in warmer temperatures? And do they freeze if it gets too cold? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and in 2011, the U.S. government drafted Con Plan 888-88-11, a training sure. exercise detailing a strategy to fend against zombie attack. <clears throat> um, as well, as a side fun note, uh -huh. um, zombies are actually included in the Bible as well. And that's, as you know, Bex, yours and my favorite book. I know. I mean, I'm so, I mean, you and I, we just love. Love it. Damn it. We love Jesus. Don't we, though? Well, I love the guy who played Jesus from True Blood. I mean, isn't that the same thing? Oh, and then there was, there was Jesus in The Walking Dead, too. Yeah. Is there another, is there another Jesus? Is there another Jesus? Well, I thought, um, you know, some singers in the early to, to late 90s were Jesus. But, I mean, that's that hasn't checked out in fact checkers. So, well, let me tell you, in okay. my opinion. Go on. Jesus Christ was the first zombie. Because as we know, <laughs> according to the yeah. Bible, mm -hmm. he, he died on Good Friday. Mm -hmm. And he... Tomorrow. He was, he was risen again three days later out of yeah. the cave that they put him in. That's right. Uh, if that's not a, the classic zombie tale, I don't know what is. I also, don't, don't you think tomorrow's Good Friday, so this is very topical. Don't you think it's funny that on the day that they, like, tortured him to death and he died, they call it Good Friday? Yeah. <laughs> really? We can use a different descriptor for that day? I, I, I'm... I'm not religious at all. So, I mean, I, there's probably got to be a Google article that tells us why it's called Good Friday. Oh, of course. Of course. But I just it, don't. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Maybe call it, like, not Great Friday. Or, yeah. uh, you know, just Could have been better Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that Friday? That was yeah. wild. They should just call it another Manic Monday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, you should have called it Good Monday or Good Sunday when he rose. Good Friday. Be like, awful Friday. Great Sunday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's all. Okay. That's my Seinfeld uh, Jesus bit. Go on. Thank you. I, we appreciate that. Thank you. So, zombies in the Bible. The book of Ezekiel describes a vision where Ezekiel is dropped in a boneyard and prophecies to the bones. The bones start to shake and become covered with muscle and flesh until they're reanimated, yet there was no breath in them. The book of Isaiah states, Thy dead man shall live, together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in dust, for thy dew is a dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out of the dead. And moreover, passages abound in both the Old and New Testament about the resurrection of saints and sinners in the end of times. Um, so this may be one reason why so many zombie stories are associated with an apocalypse. Okay. Um, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, so... Doo, doo, doo. Um, I'm going to talk about... And I'm almost done, I promise. That's okay. 
um, that, you know, technically, really, zombies are not real. But, and, and I did not pull out any research on this because it's just totally disgusted me, but there are zombie ants, there's zombie plants, and there are zombie spiders. Ugh, I don't so, like I don't yeah. like where this is going. Um, don't worry. I did not bring up any information about those because I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I did not even need to know that they existed to begin with. So, no. Um, but there are some uh, incidences, um, three to be exact, that I was able to find uh, about like actually scientifically published cases of zombies now they were yeah they weren't real zombies um (laughs) but um i'll just read it to you so one was a 30 year old woman who had allegedly quickly died after having fallen ill so her family recognized her walking about as a zombie three years after this event another was a young man who had died at 18 Uh and re-emerged after another 18 years at a cockfight <laughs> That's where all the zombies hang out is at the cockpit. Of course. <laughs> and then the final case uh, study concerned another woman who had died at 18 but was spotted again as a zombie 13 years after the event. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's my favorite one. Every time that you say it, when spotted again as a zombie makes me. Oh, it just brings so much joy to my heart. She was spotted again as a zombie. Like, yeah. Oh, well, there's <laughs> Julie over there being all zombie-like. I spotted her as a zombie last week. You did. Like, how do you know she's a fucking zombie? What, what <laughs> indicators to you? Like, I don't know, she had a lot of an amoebas in there that was very zombie-like. <laughs> it might have been the peeling skin. <laughs> the unkempt hair. And the smell of rotting flesh. I, I don't know. We don't know. We'll figure it out. So there was <laughs> medical reasons that could explain their zombification. So the first, the first zombie had catatonic schizophrenia, which is a rare condition that makes the person act as though they are walking in a stupor. The second person had experienced brain damage and also had epilepsy, while the third appearly, uh, appeared merely to have a learning disability. Jesus <laughs> Ah. So, so people with chronic schizophrenia illness, um, brain damage, or a learning disability are not uncommonly met with wandering in Haiti, um, but they would be particularly likely to be identified as lacking volition and memory, which are characteristics of a zombie. Um, but there is actually a specific psychiatric disorder called Cotard syndrome that can cause people to act like zombies. Um, and this is because they're under the delusion that they are dead. Um but there's a couple other cases that were reported by the person themselves, like that person said. So one case study reports the situation of a 53-year-old woman who was complaining that she was dead. She smelled like rotting flesh and wanted to be taken to a morgue that she, so that she could be with dead people. Sure. I mean, why not, right? Me too. And uh, another... Uh, report was a 65-year-old man who had developed a belief that his organs, including his brain, um, had stopped working and that even in the house in which he lived was slowly but steady, steadily falling apart. At some point, the man attempted to take his own life. Researchers report that his suicide note revealed that he wanted to kill himself as he feared spreading a deadly infection to the villagers um, who resultantly might suffer from cancer. Aww. So. So that is the information that I dug up on zombies. I mean, the good news is, is there's not, they're not real. The bad news is, is there are actual organisms out there that could potentially make a zombie apocalypse. Um, right, right. But. Uh, it's really good, dude. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot, like it's, it's hard because there's a lot of information out there and a lot of the information is mostly on you know, what the movies have made zombies to be or what the books have yeah. or anything yeah. like that. So just trying to find, like, the real, like, scientific um, uh, information about it. 
is you just yeah, gotta kind of stick through that. But. That was awesome. Because that's usually what you hear when you talk about zombies is like, oh, how did they, how did they kind of come into pop culture? Like, so they, they talk about zombie movies from like 60 years ago or whatever. But that, mm -hmm. I mean, really that came from somewhere, which is these kind of stories, right? I remember hearing about the voodoo, like the Haiti one or something along those lines. Like that's where people would be like given a concoction and it would have them kind of sedate themselves to the point where people thought they were dead and then a couple days later after that bender they would <laughs> like be alive what the fuck just happened to me and why am i wearing all this makeup this is crazy um, i got these on <laughs> concha shells or whatever there was one part that i didn't read and it did say that um basically these voodoo doctors would create these zombie-like characters because they would use them as slaves oh. so because they could mind control them, right? So, um, but I mean, like, they were sluggish. They couldn't think for themselves. They, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's why they would do it. Good Lord. Yeah. Hey, so can that... I say something that I looked up when you were talking? Yeah. <clears throat> so, an amoeba, uh, plural amoebas or amoebae, often called an amoeboid, is a type of cell or unicellular organism which has the ability to alter its shape primarily by extending and retracting pseudopods. So it is a type of cell and it changes shapes. Where do they live? In the, in, in things, it's a cell. So it's in like your body, it's in other things. Okay. Um, wait, I said, I'm talking out of my ass. I don't even know if they live in your body. Hold on. Um, shape movement. I don't know where they are. They're in stuff. It's a type of cell. That's all I can tell you right now. This Wikipedia article article has a lot of uh, big words that I'm not ready to sift through right now. It's going into like taxonomic group and like classifying organisms. Da, da, da. Amoeba cells occur not only among the but also in fungi, algae, and animals. Oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. And cells occur not only in the protozoa, but also in fungi, algae, algae, and animals. So listen, don't fucking come at us like you don't learn anything at this podcast because <laughs> we teach you things. We Google for you and we get straight to that source on Wikipedia. But did you Google what Good Friday means? Oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's good friday because we get the fucking day off I that's do. why <laughs> i know like why are we calling it good friday uh that terrible friday has been called good friday because it led to the resurrection of jesus and it's like just don't fucking kill him in the first place that would have been a better friday no no um, no no let's let's hold up here whether you believe in jesus or not he gets us an extra long weekend here so yeah, Easter is the best weekend because you get it's a four day weekend, which no other bullshit holiday gets us that. So, I'd like to thank the Romans for killing them personally, and and that led to chocolate Easter eggs and yes. chocolate bunnies. Yes. Like, dude. God bless. <laughs> Mahayam. <laughs> that, was, that was probably not the right thing to say. No, but isn't it Passover though right now too? Uh, I, I think know. it is. And yeah, uh, or yesterday. Okay, it started and, yesterday. And then there's um, there's Greek Easter as well, which is sometimes Greek it falls on the same. Um, okay, no, so Greek Easter is next weekend, and that's when they sit around and they eat little baby lambs for Easter. Beg pardon. They eat lambs, baby, baby lambs, lambs for Easter. Yep. Is that like a lamb veal? Is that what that is, kind of? Or like legit little baby fluffy lambs they eat? Yeah. It's what called burger. That's what it is. I mean, I love your feta cheese and Greek olives. So what, what are you doing? I know. Now, I've never had lamb. I do oh. have a good friend that is Greek. And I do, for the last... 11 years um i've uh, i've been on the committee for the greek 
community golf tournament. So, I mean, mm. I do hang out with these Greek people, um, yeah. but I do not believe in their lamb eating ways. Get them on the phone. I got questions. Yeah. That's not, I'm not ready to interview right now. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, dude, I think that was good. I think, I think we finally nailed the podcast. Yeah. Even though there was still, even in this one, there was the interruption. Apologize. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. So I don't, I don't okay. even care if this uploads and there's ghosts in the background. You can hear my kids screaming in the background. Nope. It's fine. It's, it's going up. It's going up. This is it. We're locking it in on this one. That's right. Everybody? That's right. So guys, thanks for listening to today's episode. Um, and don't forget, we want to hear your stories so that we can <laughs> read them <laughs> What is the matter? Did she fart? Did he fart? He did, and then he burped. And I pray to God that you can hear that. Oh, Farley, get out. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I'd gotten a picture of that. That'll be our new logo. You vomiting. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Uh <laughs> send us your stories so we can read them on the podcast as well. <laughs> you can send them to whitegirlhaunted at gmail next gmail.com. Yeah. So yeah, until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. See ya.